0: Hey guys, and welcome to Smart Woman Read Romance, a book review podcast where we fangirl over all things romance. I'm Jessen. And I'm Juliette. And today we'll be reviewing Take a Hint, Danny Brown, the second book in Talia Hibbert's Brown Sister series. But before we dive in, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform, and please rate and review us. We love reading the reviews. And if you want more romance discussions, you can follow us on our social media pages at SW SWReadROM and join our closed Facebook group, The Spoon Zone. And if you want some more extras, you can become a patron of the podcast on patreon where we have extra content including exclusive episodes and giveaway free stickers books and bookmarks and our last book of the season just so happened to be take a hint danny brown so our ride or die patrons did receive this book because we loved it so dang much so <laughs> thank you so much for our patrons we love you yes you made we love a lot you of
1: possible.
0: all right girls so I just had to bring this up in the podcast <laughs> chit chat because I thought it was so funny. It happened today. Yeah. And I was like, I want to bring this up because. <laughs> Juliet, um, normally whenever we like write something, we'll just like pass it by the other. Be like, can you proofread it? See spelling mistake. Juliet sent me something that she was going to post and she was like, can you see if there's any mistakes on it? So like, cool. So I read it and then I was like, what does this mean? So she had a a sentence talking about she was like trying to decide between going one direction and the other. And she was like, so I was crawfishing um, between not doing uh, this. This character this way and this character that way. And I'm like, crawfishing, you you posted, like, you said that in the second paragraph, question mark? And she was like, yeah, maybe a lot of people not like, know what that means. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. What you I don't believe about?
1: you had never heard of this term. So never crawfishing, term. okay, if you've never heard of crawfishing, crawfishing means you're going backwards. Like crawfish, when they move, they flick their tail and they shoot backwards. That's how they... You know. So crawfishing is a term meaning you're like going back on something you were originally going forward with. So, yeah. I could not believe you had never heard of this. I was like, I can't believe you've never, you've never
0: heard of this. As a Southern like, Louisiana girl who's only <laughs> ever lived in South Louisiana, deep in Cajun country, I have honestly, God's honest truth, I've never heard any of my relatives use this term. Yeah. She was as, like, as I as thought she meant like forward.
1: going to the pond and fishing out the nets yeah, and like, like crawfishing. I knew, like,
0: No. I sure. knew what she was saying in the context of the sentence because you know context clues are right. you know everything. <laughs> so I knew she was she was saying like vacillating, like she was trying to decide right. between going one direction or the other. But Whenever I see someone crawfishing I'm like so you went to the pond to check the traps to see if there's crawfish. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was going backwards. Justin. Good I mean like Lord. I get it we're talking about how crawfish walk. I mean they do walk forward, but um yeah, yeah, the tail flicking back I could see how that became a thing in our area of the world. Yeah. Um, Well, I'm trying to figure out: is this
1: only? Is this a term? Like, I'm trying to figure out now: is it generational? But you said none of your people you've known. your older generation say this.
0: But like, I've never heard any of my older generation family say this. Is my point? Like, I'm just like at a loss as to like who do who do you know that do you know? know? I know. Like, I've I've
1: heard it. I know I've heard it. And then also, um, when I did the community theater play. Um, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. It's one of the lines that Chief asks um, asks Mac. You know, he's like, you know, are you, you crawfishing? And like, I knew really? what that meant. Yes, and nobody. It's like a line asked. in the original like play, and everything. It's in a line in the original play. Yes, and so. So now <laughs> I'm fascinated with the etymology of crawfishing as a you know. Whatever you want to call this kind of term, slang,
0: you know? I'm going to go do some research after we record this podcast because it just, I'm just, yeah. Yep. That, yeah. that was a so newbie y- me for me.
1: You guys, <laughs> if any of you have heard this term before in this way, not actually going out and catching crawfish, but meaning going backwards, like let us know because we're fascinated now with the fact that I yeah, knew this term and Justin had
0: never heard it. Ignorant Louisiana girl who's never heard know, the term crawfishing in this context. <laughs> i don't know so, so funny confused. you just
1: like send me question marks i'm like oh yeah i guess a lot of people wouldn't have heard of that and you're like i've never heard of this what are you talking
0: about so it's funny funny
1: oh, she just goodness. assumed
0: that i knew that and i was just like nope i yeah. know a lot of uh and things but not that anyway guys let's talk about the book we're gonna review so, we're going to talk about taking it, Danny Brown. If you've not read the first one in this series, um, get a life, Chloe Brown. It is amazing. And you should definitely go read it because I love Chloe and Red. They do make a small cameo in this book. Yeah, um, but we're here to talk about Danny. We're here to talk about Danica Brown. But before we do that, I do want to sing some praises to Tally Hibbert. You guys know that we love her. She's mm-hmm. been um, featured on the podcast quite a bit, and it's because I seriously can't get over her writing skill and her characters are some of my favorite characters. Yeah. And. I was, Juliet and I were having a conversation we're just talking about the book like, like we naturally do. There really are only a few authors for me who I find are like completely able to immerse me in their story. But also at the same time, like while I'm so invested in these characters, I like have to like take a breath and just be like, God damn, this is so beautiful. And just like, I love the way that she phrased this. I love the way that she's, she's able to put to words the intense, complicated emotions that these characters are feeling. And it made complete and total sense to me. I just think that she's so amazing in the way that she writes. Th- and this is one of my favorite ones that she's written, period. I think this is one of my favorite books by Talia Hibbert that I've read yeah. so far. And I um, I agree.
1: The way she describes things so eloquently, it, it, like you said, it gives me pause. I will go back and reread a paragraph just because I'm sort of in awe of how she, you know, described something. It's, a lot of it's her yeah. metaphors. She uses these beautiful metaphors for different things that I think it's really cool. And it just shows her level of skill and craft and writing. It's really good.
0: Yes, I 100% agree. She's just like on another level. But the reason why I just had to do another Tally Hibbert book on this podcast, because we've done quite a few, is I was going through a huge – book slump during Mm -hmm. the month of March there's a ton of stuff just happening in my personal life and then with the whole COVID thing it hit I went through a two-week period where I read no books at all I could not snap out of it and I was fortunate enough to get an arc of um take a hint Danny Brown I wasn't going to read it because the release date was far off I wasn't going to read it so early in March but I decided I was just like I have to try, like Talia Hibbert might be the one, so I opened up, take a hint, Danny Brown, and lo and behold, I snapped out of my book slump, it cured me, I had so much fun reading it, it it seriously was the bright spot during a very difficult time, and it's just perfect, so of course I was like, it was a no-brainer to put this one on the podcast, I was like, this snapped me out of, you know, The worst book slump I've ever experienced in my life. So I need to talk about Danica Brown. She's one of the one of my most favorite heroines that Tally Hibbert has written to date. And Zafir. Yeah. No, I'm just (laughs) like, oh, I'm already getting into it. So you want to tell us about – why don't we talk about the characters? Why don't you tell us about the characters a little bit
1: and before we can dive into the breakdown because I'm ready to get to the spoiler section.
0: Yes, I'm ready to. I was about to jump the gun. Anyway, so let's talk about our characters. Our heroine, Danica Brown, one of my favorites, obviously. She is the alpha heroine that I never knew I needed. (laughs) She (laughs) is definitely take charge. She has a plan for her life. She's a Ph.D., going for a focus in feminine literature. We'll talk about her focus later on in the podcast. She's also bisexual. She's very confident, very confident in herself, like who she is, where she's going. She also so happens to be a witch. I love the witchy elements that Talia Hibbert incorporated with her character because Danny wanted to feel closer to her grandmother who had passed, and she was also... Um, a witch and that's that's how we meet danny As she's doing some witchy things with one of her best friends and then we have a hunky security guard working in the building that danny is teaching at and the amazing security guard in that building zafir ansari he is a former rugby player and guys you know how <laughs> i love rugby players Okay, Mm -hmm. obsessed with them. So he's this like beautiful, big, muscular Mm -hmm. man who is absolutely a cinnamon roll hero. Okay, so we have the alpha heroine in Danny, and we have the cinnamon roll hero in Zephyr, and it is. A match made in heaven. I love their banter. I love the way that this fake relationship comes about that we're going to talk about in the spoiler section. So without further ado, if you've not read this book, take a hint, Danny Brown, you need to read it and then you need to come discuss it with us in the spoiler section. All right, guys, we are in the spoiler section now. I could not wait to talk about this premise because I just think that it is so much fun the way that we yeah. have a heroine who is so like alpha and like I will never fall in love. You know, whenever we read historical romances, that's usually like the rake, the duke who's never going to marry. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Exactly. But now we have Danny. Danny, she's like, Oh no, yeah, I'm too busy now we have building like, my empire.
1: We have like the reverse roles, the sort of like, you know, stereotypical yes. roles, which is really, really
0: it makes it it makes it so fun. It does. And it's so nice to see like this guy, this big tough looking guy who's <laughs> been in like professional sports and he reads romance novels. There's a funny scene coming <laughs> up later with that. Mm-hmm. And he's very sensitive. And I just love that we get most of the emotional maturity comes from Zephyr whenever it comes to Definitely. like the romantic aspect yeah. of the relationship. And it's just yeah. amazing to see. And I just I like the way that these two paired. Um, yeah. They were opposites attract obviously. And we have have the fake relationship trope coming into play. And I love how it comes about. So can we start talking about how this comes about? Because it's awesome. Yeah. I, I cannot wait to talk about it.
1: So we begin um with Danny and her best friend Sorsha, who are they're praying to their respective goddesses. And Danny asks <laughs> She's asking because they're both witches and she's asking for a fuck buddy. This is like her prayer. And I love how sorsha makes fun of her. She's like, that's really what you're gonna pray for.
0: Danny's like, this is what I need. She she says her vagina has cobwebs, which is hilarious. But uh yeah, I love Danny. Yeah. I know. So then we meet
1: Zafir. Um, he is the stern building security man. He's there every day when Danny comes to teach her class in the Echo Building. She always brings him a coffee, and he always feeds her protein bars because she never eats breakfast. Um, and I no, love how she always.
0: She's 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 an big- academic for that.
1: Yeah, she's like, no, I'll eat Skittles out of the machine or something. She's always talking about her Skittle breaks. But it's so funny because she talks about how the protein bars are horrendous. She goes, but don't stop sending them to me. Like, keep bringing them for me, please. You know,
0: <laughs> she's so I love funny. it. It shows you that she likes this kind of caring aspect that yes. Zafir has going on, like being yes. looked after. But she doesn't yes. want she doesn't want to be looked after, though. But she, yes. But she does like these little these little things that they do for each other, you know. And they're just <laughs> friends, so exactly. You know? They're just friends, <laughs> so it's it's perfect. Well, it's,
1: what's funny is, um. Oh, this one morning, they're chit-chatting and his, he's listening to a romance audiobook and the thing comes unplugged or something, of course, at a, uh, you know, sexual scene. And she's like, are you listening to yeah. porn at work? Like, you know, so they have this thing that I have not. I know. This plot I love device so is
0: everything because it totally can happen in real life. If it has not happened to you before. I've definitely <laughs> had instances where I'm listening to a podcast on romance and it's mm-hmm. gotten to a steamy part and I'm like, oh my God, I'm in the store. Pause, like, pause. Yeah. So it totally can happen. 100% oh, yeah. has happened.
1: Very <laughs> realistic. Very realistic. And I love how she, it just, it. it's the complete role reversal, you know, gender role reversal to yes. me. Yeah. You would expect the girl to be listening to romance and the guy to overhear it and tease her, but it's the other way around. But I love how he just like, no shit. He's like, it's not, it's romance. And it's like, you know, like he's defending our genre. It just made me so happy and proud.
0: She's not like, (laughs) To no, but like, she's not dogging know, it or
1: anything. She's just teasing no,
0: him. Like, Ooh, she, but they have this very <laughs> playful, teasing banter, mm-hmm. like in the way that like you're very close friends. You're able to say something that like might sound kind of mean, but it's not because exactly. it's just the way that you talk to each other. And that's yes, kind of yes. the friendship that they have. But of course, Danny doesn't know that the fear is literally pining after her. <laughs> <laughs> she just started working at the Echo Building the past six months because there's construction going on, and she volunteered to be the um the person to take the shitty classroom, and it just so happens to be in this Echo Building, like the science building that's defunct and smells bad and whatever. Anyway, mm-hmm. and so that's how she meets the fears because he's a security guard for that building, and he has had a crush on her, and but he knows he's just like oh no, out of my league, everything. So, poor Zephyr, but, you know, fate's going to intervene because there's a drill going on in this building. And um, it's a safety drill just in case of, like, fumes, whatever. <laughs> Whatever's going to happen in the science building. Yeah. Danny is completely unaware of this. So, after her lecture, which I love the little glimpse we get of it, I'd totally love to be in one of her classes. They'd oh, sound my fun. God. She sounds like a teacher that yes. I would love to have. same. Yeah. And um, – so she's on her laptop, not paying attention. She actually runs into one of her own. Um, yeah, her that's exes. what I was going to say. She does it, and
1: that sort of gets her kind of – she gets steamed up Buster. because – Yeah, Joe. So she had a relationship with Joe. And is Joe also
0: another professor?
1: She um, is. She te-
0: Joe teaches in the science building. And right. That's why she was like, "Oh, it can't be that bad." Like I've right. heard stuff about Echo, but it won't be that bad. Joe teaches there, right? So, anyway, and so I did not leave on good terms. No, though. and
1: so we basically come to understand that Joe has started to have feelings for Danny, and Danny did not want her to have feelings, so she broke it off. And so Joe is still obviously still a little bit bitter, has some bitter feelings and hurt feelings about yeah. all of that. Believe- and so they end up sort of parting ways once again in a huff and danny's like well i've just got to get out of here and she's like trying to get on the elevator as quickly as possible and of course she gets on the elevator and then the lights go out the drill the um fire drills like you know going crazy and then she's stuck in but there
0: she's not aware. she doesn't know she just thinks the elevator's broken and no yeah. one's gonna hear her and she's she's dramatic and it's the in the best way possible it's a funny thing to read but not funny because if it was me and i didn't know that this was a drill i would be like oh my god out i know freaking the fuck
1: out no so (laughs) what was so cute though is uh zafir he is like sort of in charge of the whole drill and like everybody's out except he of course, realizes Danny is not there, and then he's like, wow. "George George's other security guard have you seen have you seen her?" And he's like, "Well, no, but I'm sure she's fine and then somebody else said, "No, I saw her. she was still in in the classroom, whatever when I left. um, I think that was Fatima, his niece had told him that, and then he um I love that everybody else is like, well, let's just go back in. It's just a drill. He's like, it's not a drill until everybody's out. And, like, he's so dead serious. It's so fucking perfect. I know. He's I like, love
0: Zephyr. going to find her and, like, save her, you know? And so... This is the most dramatic rescue ever because everyone knows there's not really a problem. There's not really an emergency going on. But it doesn't matter because Zephyr is treating it like an emergency. Yeah, exactly. And it just makes everything better. Yeah. It makes... This- Whole scene, the best scene. It's okay. hilarious.
1: So of course he storms <laughs> up the stairs to her classroom. hears her banging on the elevator, um, rips open the door. You know, pulls bodily, open the door bodily
0: with his bare hands. With rips his bare hands. The and Danny,
1: Danny's like, oh, I tried that. It just didn't work for me. <laughs>
0: Like, that's so funny and insane. I've been here for hours, and Sophia's like it's been twelve minutes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've been stuck in here for hours. It's just twelve
1: minutes. I was crying, laughing.
0: She's so dramatic. Y'all, nobody can get me the way that Talia Hibbert gets me. Her yeah, humor is unparalleled. I love it. Okay, yeah. Anyway, Sophia. Does the most epic thing ever, carries her in like the bride carry out of the building, okay, yes. for everyone to see. I love the way that Danny is just kind of like, sh- she like starts like preening and waving, and Zephyr's like, What are you doing? And she's like, Well, you know, we have an audience. Of course, they're looking at me. You know, she's so confident. <laughs> I love her attitude. It's amazing. And people get pictures of it, and it becomes a Thing, oh it goes viral mm-hmm. oh yeah danny is at her sister's house she's talking to chloe and her other sister eve who is going to be the heroine of the next book i cannot wait for Eve. oh book. yeah i, eve I love you down and she's like recounting her tale like what happened to her and eve starts like describing Zephyr. And Danny's like, well, how do you know what he looks like? And she's like, I watched the video. And Danny's like, what video? And they find that this hashtag has gone viral. It is Dr. Rug Bay. And someone had posted the <laughs> video of Zafir <laughs> dramatically walking out with Danny. And like Zephyr's looking at Danny with like all the heart eyes yes. and like clearly. His affection for Danny is written all over his face, and D- Danny is like beautiful, just like yes, this is my due. I'm being rescued. Beaming. Oh yeah, and like she's like,
1: you know, I only hurt my hands. <laughs> He's like, I don't care. Yes. He still carries her out. But what's so awesome is that the people who um post the video, they're like, oh, couple goals. Look at this. Everybody assumes they're in a relationship because it is so obvious the affection between. I them. really
0: love the little the little tidbits of like the the tweets and comments that yeah. Tally Hibbert includes. Like some. Are like oh yeah everyone knows that they bang on the um the security <laughs> desk every morning yeah, obviously <laughs> it's untrue you know they're only friends at this point but it's just so funny everybody how, like, else somebody can take mm-hmm. this little snippet of time and run with it oh and, yeah like, let their imagination run wild right and then you so, notice that,
1: like other students have seen them flirting you know in the mornings mm-hmm. and stuff so it's like it was mm-hmm. just really funny like things they were pretending exactly. were only friendly you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. You know what? Their sexual chemistry before they even knew it was just exactly. you know too much, too much to not notice. So of course, everybody else is going to be like, "Yes, confirmation." They've always yeah. been in a relationship. Yeah. So this has an interesting effect on Zafir because Zafir has this nonprofit called Tackle It, mm-hmm. which um it's to help young rugby players stay in touch with their emotions and deal with mental health issues without feeling right. like it makes them look weak. Because he yep. has some past issues with this which we'll talk about a little bit later but the big thing is he's actually low on funding he's having a hard time getting schools to kind of work with him like in the sports like he wants to come in and talk to their players and one of
1: the uh and one of the main reasons he has low funding is that he refuses to uh tout his former stardom as one of the Titans rugby players because right, because of how that all fell out minor
0: fame. Whenever he was playing professional rugby, of course his career didn't last very long because something happens. And, um, but he doesn't want that to, he doesn't want to bring up these issues with the past. They've definitely left a scar on him and he doesn't want to pick up those scab wounds. So he just erases that from his bio for tackle it. But If he mentions that, you know, he was a former player for the Titans, which is the team that he played for, it might bring more attention. And even his friend Jamal, who he works with because Jamal Mm -hmm. runs the Meadows Foundation, he works with rugby players um, with Jamal. He's like, you know, you should be able to say that. Inject more of yourself and people will see that it's like personal to you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. But yeah. He's just so afraid it's going to bring
1: up. Um, so should we go ahead and tell what it, I guess we can go ahead and yeah. spill what it is. So Um, Zafir's brother and his father died in a car crash. And when that happened, it spun a lot of negative attention onto him. Like he became the spotlight and he started suffering from his own anxiety and grief induced depression. And it's something like when he thinks about and he had to leave. He left the Titans, he quit. He,
0: you know right. It was a low point inside. in his life right. that he does not want to relive over and over again. It still hurts to think about it. Yeah. And this is something that Tally Hibbert does very well because
1: that was in his past. But he's afraid to bring that past into the present. But like when this starts happening, no one, the viral video with Danny, no one is focused on his past. Everybody's just focused on this new attention that, oh, look how adorable this couple is. And, oh, he's dating a doctor, you know,
0: even though she clarifies he's not a doctor yet. He was (laughs) annoyed whenever he found out that people were making the connection with the video with him and not only with him, but being like, former Titans player Zafir Ansari you know dramatically carries his girlfriend Dr. Danica Brown out of the building and he's just like oh my god how did they make this connection with my former life I don't have you know that connection with Tacklet whatever and he comes to find out his niece uh, Fatima had tagged him in it and so he's Mm -hmm. like I love this scene because he goes to his mom's house to go confront his niece um, which she's the daughter of his um, recently passed away brother and um, it's so funny because Fatima's like no I helped you like (laughs) take advantage of this viral moment like people aren't even talking about that like everyone's paying attention you know you need to put yourself out there and I love how her mom um Kieran she Mm -hmm. is also kind of like she has her pulse on like Instagram. Um, she has a ton of followers. She makes. She has her own. own Yeah, yeah. She has her own boutique. She knows Mm -hmm. how to work. How to work. You know, social media to your advantage and she's like my daughter is so smart like you should totally listen to her i love it it's they no. turned the tables on Zafir because he was like coming with his like righteous anger and then like is just like oh no uncle i helped you
1: yeah like i <laughs> loved how he came in there like a bull in a china shop ready he's like i'm ready to just i'm gonna kill your daughter And she goes oh really you know like he's just like raging ready to be so furious with her and she comes down with her little sweet face and is smiling like oh, you can just say thank you you know <laughs> Like, yeah, look what I, I love to it. you, Don't you love me? And he's like, I can't even be mad at her. So I just want to yeah, say he has this, to
0: like leave too. It was perfect.
1: Yes, <laughs> the family, Zephyr's family. I swear to you, I just like I want to like squishy them. hug them all together. Mm-hmm. The scenes with the families are some of my favorite scenes. They're just so good and so realistic to me.
0: I can totally hear this banter bouncing the balance between like scenes with the family and and like the actual romance between Danny and Zephyr it's like whenever you think about it the family don't overshadow them or like have too much page time they have like the perfect amount of page time but like you feel like you know them so well like i'd even love a small little novella just to like see how the romance between jamal and kiran (laughs) um happened and like Mm -hmm. see their wedding because i thought that was absolutely cute i loved it so anyway i did too and i love i love seeing her finding happiness too Yes.
1: After tragedy. Yes. You know, that just makes my heart exactly. warm.
0: It definitely does. So, Zephyr kind of has this wild idea because he's getting this attention with Tackle It. He's getting lots of donations for Tackle It. Um, mm-hmm. And he's just like, man, maybe my niece is right. And would it be a bad thing? Could I ask Danny? to do fake relationships. Cause it's so funny. Cause he's relating to like his romance novels that he, he, uh, reads and he's like, Oh, nobody really does fake relationships in real life and stuff. Cause he's thinking about his romance novels. But whenever Danny approaches Zephyr in the morning, um, well, Danny tries to, but he's not at the desk. Like he's like trying to, well, he's trying to avoid her. And the next mm-hmm. day he's, um, he is, under the parking garage and Danny sees him and basically confronts him being like, so you're trying to ignore me? How's that working (laughs) for you? And he's like, not very well. I was doing a terrible job at it anyway. And it takes a lot for him to, like, open up. And this is just Zafira's character. You know, he has anxiety. And he admits this to Danny and been like, I didn't know what to do with his attention. Like, I didn't mean to ignore you. But, like, I don't do good with the spotlight on me. Right. But I totally right. relate to mm-hmm. He finally eventually opens up and says... Um, could we pretend to date because it's helping my charity and it's causing it a lot of positive attention. And Danny also has her ulterior motive because she, whenever she was rescued from the elevator, there was like these rays shining from behind Zafir. And she was like, Oh my goddess is giving me a sign that yes. Zafir is being, you know, handed to me on a silver platter. He is the fuck buddy that I I prayed about. And so she has all, halt- and she's like, yes, I can work with this fake relationship thing and maybe I can convince them to enter into a fuck buddy relationship like yeah. yes
1: yeah she completely agrees i love that she also learns like um she n- never knew about tackle it she never knew he had no. this like past as a this- rugby player like all this is brand new she's like wait a second i didn't know any of this like we've been friends like why didn't i know any of this and so it just yeah. adds a layer to that all of your disappear.
0: sports talk was normal sports guy talk not that you actually had <laughs> professional experience like you were an it.
1: athlete yes you were a professional athlete and i didn't even realize this like what when it goes viral it's like it's it's big because of his past and his link to pro rugby, you know, and I just thought that was really interesting. It's like this very you would think unassuming guy sort of not wanting to be in the limelight has a regular security job. And she's like, wait a second. This guy is something that I didn't even know, you know, and I just I thought it was yeah. really um Interesting dimension to the relationship, like for her to suddenly be like, "Wait a second, Danny, who knows everything, really didn't know as much as she thought she did about Zafir." And so this is great. And so we have our first fake kiss. I'll say kiss for the camera. It's not really a fake kiss, but Danny
0: comes up to him. She's like, notice that people are watching watching them talk while they're in the parking garage, and that's when she's she's like. like, (laughs) <laughs> really give them something to talk about
1: right let's just let's just you know let's take this fake relationship to the next level and so they have their first kiss and it's so funny because nothing obviously feels fake about it it is like zings yeah. and and tingles and everything everywhere and she's <laughs> like whoa you know <laughs> this is gonna be the best fuck buddy ever you know is what she's thinking you know
0: not no, absolutely, because like I really love like the reaction whenever uh, like the kiss because this is something like Zafir has been dreaming about. Right. He actually has a crush on Danny. He's been dreaming about kissing her, and um, she's here being like, "Yeah, no, we're totally, we're totally going to do this for the camera." And whenever it happens, like, just like it's combustible. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so much chemistry going on, and we're in Zafir's point of view, mm-hmm. and I really love. His inner thoughts, like Tally Hibbert does the most work with being in these characters' point of view and describing what they're feeling in that yeah. moment. It's perfect. So I'm going to read a little bit because it's just so beautiful and I just love it. So this is the fears Point of View, and he says... What the fuck was this? He'd known she was beautiful and charming and hypnotic. He'd known he was kind of, okay, completely into her. But what the fuck was this? (laughs) Something entirely new, that's what. An alien species of lust. Did he kill it before it killed him or watch and wait and see what happened? I love it because it's just like he's so just like beyond his scope. (laughs) He's just like. Whenever you've dreamed about something happening for so long and it finally happens and this is more than you expected it would be, that's what Zafir is experiencing during this right. kiss. Right. And Danny's feeling the lust, too, you know, of course. But Zephyr is more intensely because he actually has, like, an emotional investment at this point. Well,
1: and he's – right. And he's – um and this kind of, you know, is the com- contrast between the two because Danny's sort of, she would be blocking any sort of emotions whatsoever <laughs> from the mm-hmm, get-go. But Severe's exactly. very in touch with his emotions, you know, and is very exactly. self-aware, you know. And so there's a difference there that he's already into her emotionally. And then this is bringing it to another level. And that's something I want to say too, that I find that this book, um, and I've told you this prior is, um, very introspective. There's a lot, um, there's a lot of internal monologue. None of it feels too much or overdone or whatever, because it's so,
0: what's the word? Poignant. I like you know what I how mean? we were just talking about Danny discovers things about Zephyr that she never knew about before. Well, the same is true for themselves as characters. Danny and Zephyr both respectively discover things about themselves during right. this book. And I right. think that that's why the inner monologue is so important and the things that they're thinking, the way that Talia Hibbert is able to bring those emotions and them picking through those emotions and trying to understand them. That's right. what makes this book so. Epic because it's done yeah. so well. I think also
1: the friendship between Danny and Zephyr makes it easy for him to get behind her walls without her even knowing for example
0: yes so it's like a sneak attack it's like a sneak attack the way that this all unfolds and this romance develops like the next thing that happens
1: is she starts calling him on her nightly breaks like she takes five minute breaks so what she's doing is every night she's preparing for um an upcoming feminist literary panel which is featuring her idol inez holly and so she is frantic to get this as right as possible so she spends hours and hours and hours preparing for this at night and she allows herself five minute breaks well what she starts to do is she starts calling zafir on her five minute breaks and he's always up and he's always up for them them, like 2 a.m He's always up for her, like whatever, you know? And so, but it's, she's the one who's the aggressor here and doing this. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not him chasing her or anything.
0: Yes. No, she finds Zephyr interesting Mm -hmm. and she finds herself gravitating to wanting to talk to him more, to wanting to spend time because as part of their fake dating relationship, you know, they take lunches together and that's Mm -hmm. one of the things like they plan to be seen, but it's like, doesn't ever feel like they have to work to hang out together. They just naturally like to hang out together and, oh, people are still talking about us on the hashtag, so that's great for your nonprofit. You know what I'm saying? Right, It's like it was the excuse that they both needed to hang around with each other more, Mm -hmm. and I think that that's why it works so well. It's because – they were already interested in each other as people. Zephyr already had a crush. Danny already thought he was hot. But now they all have all these excuses to like do something about it now. Right. Right. And that's what makes it so great. But um one of the things about Danny, she's the reason why Danny is anti-relationship is because she's tried them before. And just like her past relationship with Joe, she felt like they were asking her too much. She Mm -hmm. couldn't give that much because her focus was her work. She's working towards a PhD. She does odd hours. Mm -hmm. She's always studying, always preparing for something, always doing something, You know, working towards her goal. And she feels like she's always disappointing her partner. And Mm -hmm. so she just decides, you know what? Relationships aren't for me because my, uh, my studies are important to me and people get mad whenever I make it a priority. So that's fine. I don't need that in my life. One time they were supposed to meet for lunch. Zafir's like, Danny's not here oh you know what she probably got busy because time doesn't work for the same for Danny as it does with most people like most people pay attention to time and Danny time (laughs) gets away from her well he finds her asleep in the library okay and she's like drooling and she like wakes up and realizes like oh no like I missed um this I'm so sorry and he's like no problem I brought food and she was like so confused because he was not angry at all and he brought food to her which is like a novelty yeah. you know like where it was before in previous relationship if she skipped lunch people would just be like mad and just like not come yeah. find her whatever like and she's just you're, like, this you're is disappointing a me again theory. that kind of thing she's yes, always exactly. disappointing people but Zephyr treats it as just kind of like a thing that happens he's like oh yeah I didn't worry about it I knew it had to be something like this situation that we're currently in and <laughs> right. here's some food because you don't always think about feeding yourself. Herself. So Zephyr's always feeding Danny, making sure it. that she's getting proper nutrition. And I love it. I look
1: like he so breaks the library good. rules. She goes, We're not supposed to eat in here. He goes, Well, we'll do it to like kick us out, you know? Like he just brings right, out all exactly. this
0: stuff. And all throughout this, whenever Danny, every time Danny's confronted with like how easily Zephyr just like understands her and like understands that you know this is a priority for her. We get like little snippets that there was a particular bad relationship right. in her path because like she always makes the like, comments like, "Oh, not that that ever happened," you know, speaking in a completely hypothetical you know manner, and like we yeah. know something had happened yeah. in her past with Joe. Even else.
1: there's a line that's also dropped somewhere in there. And I can't remember where it is exactly where it's like, yeah. Or like, you know, finding your, you know, your current, um. Your
0: ex banging ex somebody. Banging, like Banging your in.
1: roommate yeah. while, when you and walk saying,
0: in. And saying that, you know, well, it was you your fault because you didn't it. give him enough attention. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. we know that something bad has happened to Danny and we're going to find out later. But um, the next scene that yeah. happens, what is the popular radio station? What's the interview with Zephyr Dr. Rugby? That was so fun. So let's talk
1: about, so first of all, um, Zafir's had to psych himself up a little bit for the radio. You know, this is him going, you know, public and he's very nervous about the questions they're going to ask because he fears that they're going to ask about his, de- his past, his dad, his brother, brother's tragic accident. And he just doesn't want to bring that back into the focus. And so as they're walking up, he he has a panic attack. He immediately like crouches down and Danny recognizes quickly what's happening and is so comforting and soothing. It's just like, and she squats down with him and they end up sitting on the pavement, mm-hmm. like in the parking lot or whatever. And she just kind of comforts him and brings him back to it. And even though she doesn't yeah, know like what giving triggered him it space or to- anything,
0: To feel anxious, you know what I'm saying? And being like, it's fine. Take the time you need. Like, don't stop apologizing to me for having an anxiety attack. Like, no, this is valid.
1: I just love the way Talia handled this because, and that's something you and I talked about as well, is that she really deals with some very serious, heavy issues. She deals with anxiety and depression um, and you know, uh, uh, these very hard issues to deal with in, and, and not that she's light about it, but she does has a balance of levity in the book that it doesn't feel
0: oppressive. Do you know what I'm saying? And we're the tone able to a- never dips into territory where you no. feel like this is an angsty romance because exactly. like a comedian, and I've told this to Juliet before, but like a comedian, Tally Hibbert has perfect timing in balancing her, you know, more serious and um, just like deeper mm-hmm. scenes with, you know, a comedic element to break it up. You know what I'm right. saying? We go really deep, really hard, really fast. And, I mean, but Natalie always knows us how to bring us back. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and, it's the same and lighten up the mood a little bit without it feeling like, Oh my God, this is a tonal shift that does not make sense. You know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. She just, and not only so that,
1: she that. N- not only that she definitely makes it feel real. I mean, and you and I have talked about this. I have a son who has um, an anxiety disorder and clinical depression, and so I've kind of witnessed this. As, you know, as Danny was with a fear, and I just thought it was it was very realistic. You know what I'm saying? And I just felt like I just felt like she did a wonderful job. Yeah. You know, at the same oh, time with um, progressing the romance, you know, between them because now right, Danny exactly. And Danny's she's like, I don't want him to
0: hurt. I don't want him to feel pain. I want to help him, you know? Exactly. And Zafir opens up about exactly what is giving him this anxiety attack. And he tells her about the fatal crash and about how he was in a very dark place after he found out from a reporter that his dad and his brother were in a fatal car crash after practice after rugby practice yeah um and danny is horrified at that and you know very understanding and she's like if somehow because he had jamal act like his like pr representation or whatever and been Mm -hmm. like you cannot talk about this you cannot ask questions about this but danny's like i will be your backup if i feel like they're gonna go into uncharted territory that you did not agree to talk about aka you know your brother and your dad I will help you with that. I'll still their conversation. Like, I have no problem, you know, causing a scene, making a ruckus to protect, <laughs> you know, you, my friend right. that I care about. I love it. I love her protective side. I know. Of and it's so then he feels
1: it's safe so going into, she makes him feel safe going into this. And it's just yes. like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is perfect. like yeah. They have a great interview. And, of course, I love how they're, like, linking um pinky fingers, like, on the bench where nobody can see. Oh, it's like a, a small, little – small,
0: but profound moment.
1: Yes. Like, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. It's so adorable. Like, Danny right. you don't even realize you're in a relationship. This is not a fake relationship. She doesn't. Dana. And
0: I think that's what makes this book so good is because she thinks, like, everything they're doing is for the camera. But there's so many things happening that, like, nobody can see. Like, right the pinky linking finger she makes a point to point out like oh the radio host cannot say cannot see this in the camera that's recording it because they put this on youtube right um it's out of view too so it's like all these private things are happening that mm-hmm. bring them closer together like the linking of the pinkies and yeah. I'm just like <laughs> and the cutest danny, thing happens no the-
1: i know danny you don't even know you don't know what's going on i love
0: i love no. <laughs> I love the Wait, end. hold on. I do have a quote that like purpose like just perfectly encapsulates how these feelings creep. Up on Danny, and she's mm-hmm. unaware of them, so she thinks, "What are all these warm, glowing sparks, and why are none of them centered around my genital area?" Because she's like <laughs> so, so adamant that this is just lust feelings towards Zephyr. but you mm-hmm. know the real feelings are creeping up, and she's just like, "What is this? Yeah. What is this feeling?" And yeah. I think it just works out perfectly.
1: It is. It's so good. The radio interview is perfect. It's great. There's no never a mention of um you know, the tragic past or anything. But the cutest thing is that they have a couple goals game for them at the end and they ace it where, you know, they ask them the same question and they have to answer how the other one would, you know, what their favorite thing is or whatever. And they ace it. Like they get the entire thing right. And Danny is so confused. She's like, how does he know these things about me? Like how does he mm-hmm. how does he know all of those things? Like even mm-hmm. when the question where it asks, like, what is your thesis on? What are you working on? He knew it because he had already he had been listening to her talk and he'd been reading her articles. She he's She's like, wait a minute. You have been reading yes. articles? Like she was so confused. Yes. It was
0: adorable. Like you're interested I love in it me? That, like on camera, on camera, <laughs> yes. she just like, oh my God, like. I know that you've said you love my brain before, but this is beyond. Like, I can't <laughs> believe you actually knew what my area of, of uh, focus was yes. for a feminist study. Yes. I loved his line about loving her brain. It was adorable. It's so freaking cute. And of course, they've been, you know, waiting to have hot, sweaty sex <laughs> together. Oh, um, yeah. So, Danny, definitely throughout this course, they've been inching their way. From Mm -hmm. flirting to heavy sexual Mm -hmm. tension to the point where Danny's like, yeah, I can see that you're attracted to me. The evidence is clear. And he's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. no, duh. I'm attracted to you. You're a very attractive woman. And they basically agree that they... Would like to explore these feelings in a non, you know, relationship way. Yeah, Danny basically gets her way, wanting a fuck with buddy. Some, with some rules, yes. Of course, we have some rules. Danny does not want, cannot spend the night at each other's house. He cannot catch feelings in Zafir because, like, she knows obviously he's a romantic. He reads romance books. He said, like, yeah, yeah. relationship is my thing. But Zafir agrees that he can do this with Danny. In his mind, he's like, okay, if this is all I can get from her, then you know I'm going to have to be okay with it because I'm not going to let this opportunity pass by. So of right. course they agree to this, and then after this what I love, radio, you know, incident is they finally get to have sex.
1: Yes, and it's really great sex. What I love though also is that he has his own rules, and one of them is that there's a um, time clock on this. You know, fuck buddy relationship. This friends with benefits because he knows he's like, look, he knows he's, he's like, I can't himself. let myself get too attached. So he's like, as long as this fake relationship is in session, which is about a full month, I think, so three weeks from where they are now. Yeah, it's a month. He's like, he's like three weeks. Yeah, after three weeks, we're going to be they- done with this. You know, and it's funny right. is Danny. He sees a flash of disappointment in her face when he says this. And then she's like, Yeah, yeah, you're right. Of course, you'll want to go and fall in love with someone and and all that and la la la. Sure, no problem. Mm -hmm. Like
0: yeah, right. Yeah, Danny, totally be okay with Zephyr having, you know, romantic feelings for someone else. Sure, Danny. Sure. We'll go with that. (laughs) (laughs) She just she lies to herself constantly. It's hilarious. (laughs) She does. She does. But like after they have sex, of course, he cannot spend the night at Danny's house, and like right. she is acting in a very like, okay, now you're done, like now you have to leave, kind of way, mm-hmm. um, making sure he understands that she's like completely serious, like don't start thinking you can start bending the rules now. And right. so like he he leaves, he leaves, but even though he's not allowed to spend the night, um, he does call whenever he makes it home, like to make so that Danny knows that he's he's done it, uh, that he's gotten home safe and okay, mm-hmm. and they end up. like falling asleep most nights still on the phone phone. and like like she wakes up because she can hear his alarm through the phone his alarm And so you can see where this is going. Everybody but Danny and Zafir who's in denial that, that, you know, just having sex with no strings attached is enough. Everyone can see where this is going. They're getting in so freaking deep, spending all this time together, talking on the phone. She is no longer staying up all night. And she even admits she's like, even though, you know, I've slept whenever most of the time I would be studying or research searching some obscure factor or article or whatever i'm waking up earlier and i have energy and so i still get all my stuff accomplished but now i'm like i have more balance mm-hmm. and so you can just see how like it's good for both of them and i oh, just, definitely so just-
1: it. Yeah. And I love, we have a scene not long after that where he's texted her and she's not really responding. He's like, oh, okay, you know, I don't want to bother her. She must be busy, whatever. Well, she finally responds that, you know, um, you know, I'm, I'm drowning in my own blood, like something like that. And he's like, at first he's like, oh, she's being metaphorical, isn't she? Or maybe she's not. Maybe something is happening. Yeah. She's drowning in her Thank own blood. <laughs> Rushes over there. Like she's like, no, basically I'm having my period and I'm having like major cramps and stuff. And so he ends up cooking for her and caring for her and whatever. And she's like, you're not going to like leave and run away because, you know, woman with cramps or whatever. He's
0: like, no, she even no. mentions rectal cramps yeah. specifically. She was like, and she's like, he's like, yes, I brought you food. And he was and she goes, I said rectal cramps. And he was like, yes, do you want to talk about your rectum? Like, I'm, like, and she's like, so you're not afraid of any of this. Yeah. and He's like, no, you cannot scare me with this. Thank you very much, Danny, for trying. I just love it because she's like purposely trying to be like, I don't understand why he still wants to be around me. Yes. Like I'm being, you know, not sexy. I'm not being, I'm not trying to be attractive yeah. right now. You're not, I'm not getting any right now. Nice. I mean, come on. Yeah. I'm not trying to be nice to you. I'm not trying to like stroke your ego or anything. Like I'm no, and Zafir is completely fine with it. And i am just yes. he's, he's like, he's like this is because... what friends do
1: for each other. She's like, Oh yeah, oh yeah, friends, mm-hmm. friends. That's right. And so I love how he always sort of like diffusing her panic bomb she has over yes. getting attached. And then she he'll say something like that, Well, I'm your friend. I'm gonna take care of you. And she's like, Oh yes, friends, you know, but you know, by the way, people who are in love, they're best friends, Danny. Just FYI, <laughs> they're no. each other's best friends. Um, so I just find it oh hilarious. Danny is hysterical, but we do start to see some um progression with Zaf as well as far as his own emotional healing. Um, he tells Danny about his former Titans coach reaching out to partner. Partner with him um, about coaching lessons and stuff on mental health to other teams and yeah, other like almost like a seminar yeah, for a seminar the for the, the players. Exactly, exactly. And so, and he even tells any you know, you're the one who kind of you know made me realize that this is something I need to do and. I love that. It's like we yeah. see the Yeah, like he
0: got pushed out of his comfort zone. Exactly. He responded to somebody from his past, like someone who knew him whenever all of the shit was going down with his brother and his father. Right. Like he knew that he, ha- he struggled with anxiety and depression and quit his career as a result of that. And so he never wants to have like contact with people who associate with his past. And so him reaching out to the his former Titans coach who now works with youth um, rugby mm-hmm. players is, like, a big step for him. And he, like, told Danny about it and, like, you know, I'm getting better. And, like, maybe you can also get out of your comfort zone. Maybe, like, referring yes. to her anti-relationship commitment. And she's kind of, yes. like, deer in headlights. And he's, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, did I push too much or whatever? And he, like, you can – I love the way that in Danny's point of view, she, like, is kind of helpful, but kind of like scared yeah. and she wants it but she's scared to want it like she wants more yeah. with Zephir but she's scared to want more and she's freaking out because she's like I can see the hope dying in his eyes the more I stay mm-hmm. silent to this yes. question that he's asking me but Zephir's so wonderful the way that he handles it and he's like you know Danny if you know You can ask me to wait. Like if if you need me to wait some more for you to like, you know, think about it and you know, come to terms with this, like just ask me to wait. And she goes, Yes, please wait. And that's a big step for her because she's saying not no. She's not saying no. And she's <laughs> not saying yes. She's just saying, "Wait, give me more time." This is all stuff that I struggle with. Yeah, and the fact that Zephyr knows, you know, to give her that option, it just speaks volumes. And I just love him for being the emotional intelligent man that he is. <laughs> yeah, I know
1: exactly. And and he he's he is very aware. Um, exactly. He's very aware of her feelings, but at the same time, his are sort of like burgeoning over. You know what I mean? They're overflowing. So he, but yeah, he of does. Um, But I love how he's the one who takes the lead here in the emotional part of the relationship, Um, Mm -hmm. like you said, and is like, you know, if you want me to wait, I will. And she does. And so that sort of brings us to the symposium that she's been been preparing for for months, you know, and this is where it's interesting. She has a panic attack um, for this thing. She is so charged up about make looking like a fool in front of her idol it is freaking her the fuck out you know mm-hmm. and the fear is the one who comes to her aid and calms her down like it's gonna be okay you're gonna be fantastic you are fantastic you know and he's there to support her yes. i love at the symposium when this guy next to him <laughs> comes and whispers to him he's like i love i loved you and that you're so amazing i loved you when you were in the titans and he goes shut up and he goes I'm. Um, excuse me. He goes. He goes I have been waiting. He's like, I have been waiting forever to hear my girl. My girlfriend has been preparing for this speech for you know on this panel. And if you interrupt her with your talking, I will be furious. He says. But thanks. Cheers, man. Just yes. shut up right now. You know, like it was I so fucking
0: funny. Loved it. <laughs> I <laughs> love like, a man. I who
1: am supports the supportive boyfriend. It's so hard. Exactly. I am the supportive boyfriend <laughs> and you're interrupting. Like, shut up. Um
0: It's amazing. It's I so know. good.
1: So the panel goes great, and she even meets Inez in the bathroom. And Inez gives her some fantastic advice. Like she asks her, like, what should I do? It's like, so how do cute. I become it's like so you? Cute. The like, way that Danny's
0: like. The way that Danny is like so confident and like everything else and like to see her like around her idol and she just yeah. like you know she she just like fumbling everywhere it's but then so she's funny. like does um, she, um, she come to the bathroom? She, she's she's like, like no. She's like Professor Holly um, can I please ask you a question? Like it's so unlike Danny, you know what I'm saying? I just love seeing it. This is anyway, like that's in the continue. press. Nalini Singh, you know, like um, exactly. seeing. Can you please sign this book for me, please? Like that's exactly how I was in front of her. We met Nalini Singh at a book convention, and Juliet's like, oh my god, get her to sign your stuff, and I was like, Juliet, shut, shut up! I'm, not <laughs> I'm like- me the picture.
1: But I had met her at a previous RT conference. So I i mean, that was when I was literally like shaking so badly. So once she's like sort of stops freaking out. Well, no, she doesn't. She's still freaking out. But she manages to get that question out. Can you give me advice on like, how can I become as amazing as you are, basically? And Inez does not give her any professional advice. She gives her personal advice. She says, you know, she's like, you remind me of myself, basically. And if I were you, you need to find the joy in your life and appreciate the joy in your life. And I love that term joy. Danny's sitting there thinking, well, what are the things that bring me joy? And she's listing, you know, her sisters and, and, and time here and there. And then, of course, it's like, Zaf, Zaf brings me joy, you know, and I love when she runs out, she literally like leaps into his and starts babbling mm-hmm. about how just babbling about stuff. He's like, what just happened? Did,
0: did Are you okay? <laughs> did you hit your head in the bathroom? Like, what happened? Yes. Whenever she jumps into his arms, like, she's so bolstered by what um, and as Holly tells her, it, mm-hmm. like, validates her feelings that she was feeling towards Zaf. Like, she always Thought that she had to choose between basically focusing on her academics, right, and it had to be one or the other. that mm-hmm. Zaf was that Zaf was um, evoking in her, like she loves hanging out with him. Like she's before she found it very hard to find time for other people in her life, especially when a romantic relationship, but being with Zafir, it's been very easy for her to incorporate, like not, not ignore her academics or anything, but just find the time to balance both of them. Mm -hmm. And after hearing Inez Holly's voice, she haltingly tells Zafir that maybe instead of having a deadline, that maybe they could explore this thing for real. And I love how it, because she won't come (laughs) out and say it because she hates talking Should, yes, about emotional yes. stuff but like oh. Zafir knows he's like oh yes so this so, real so, thing we'll just yes. see where it goes right yes. yeah so yeah. now they're in like a true relationship like is right. making progress in her emotional you know growth like she's growing she's opening up she's yeah. open to the possibility that this could be like a true romantic relationship that could work yeah. and yeah so they go back to the apartment Right. And I don't want
1: to say that Zaff missteps by – it almost is. But to me, I'm just like, you know, he he is overwhelmed. He and gets he too excited. He
0: gets yes, too excited. He wants to tell her and he tells her he loves her. You After know? amazing sex, he blurts out, <laughs> like, it seems like she's ready because she spends the night. At his house. She sleeps over, which is breaking another rule. So not only do we have Danny being like, yes, let's try this relationship thing, but she wakes up in the morning and she's like, I'm good and stuff. And he's so excited by this that he just blurts out that he loves her, which – I get it. Like I'm so excited for Zafir. He's just like it's working. Everything that I want, is everything is through. falling into place. <laughs> he is and then, so many feelings that he can't help but say them. But we know that this is not the moment. Zephyr. fear, no. Denise,
1: commitment phobe, dragon rears its ugly head and flames wow. out. Does it ever? The entire day like it, it just it fizzles everything like she th- that's when she says yeah, I can't she walks I can't back everything she, she walks, walks back everything yes she completely she crawfishes by the way she goes backwards Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> i just had to use that in a term that's what crawfishing is she crawfishes backwards she goes she's like you know nope i can't do this whatever and walks out on him and breaks
0: his heart and her own by the way he's like this is a mistake yeah. We should not be doing this. And I, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just don't understand. <laughs> oh, it's so fucking sad. Anyway, I know. but you know, we got to get these lovebirds back on track. So, Zephyr is. Depressed, mm-hmm. and Jamal, his best friend, is worried about him. Of course, in the background, Zafir has found out that Jamal and uh, has been kind of like courting Kiran, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> he calls um, he calls Kiran to come and basically check on him because, yeah, you know, they have a very close relationship. Um, they stayed extremely close after his brother died, um, Zayn and. She basically kind of has an intervention with him and she's just like, Tell me what happened. And he's like, I told her I loved her. And she's like, How long have you been dating for? And he was like, Well, maybe like 24 hours. And she's like, Oh my God, like you men, you men, like oh, like. And after he explains basically the. Danny's a commitment phobe. Like, like, yeah, so the brightest idea is to just, like, spill out all your feelings on her. That sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) You wonder why it's not going your way, basically. (laughs) So I really love that and he's just like, oh, no, like, I know I messed up. I don't know how to fix it and stuff. And she's just like, you know what? Maybe you do need to give her some space. Just give her some space. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But he's also kind of preparing for, like, I'm going to eventually have to get over her. Like, I just screwed up too bad that I'm going to eventually have have to you know just get over danica brown and it's very sad but one of my favorite things is when we switch to danny's point of view she is an absolute mess she is she's breaking down she's sobbing yeah. her best friend Sorsha is just That's like one of my
1: favorite scenes by the way just like so i love good. i love Sorsha's reaction like you idiot <laughs> when she finally
0: spills No, it's like, so great so I- before that Sorsha calls in the Brown sisters. Yeah. And Danny's like, you know, you traitor. Like, I would never call your sisters <laughs> like, if this had happened. And, but me. Chloe's in the background calling Red and just being like, hey, if you have any like unsavory sort of friends that could like, you know, disappear a body or anything, like that'd be great, you know? <laughs> and it's just like Chloe's talking to Red in the background. He's just like, what's going on? Like, nobody, nobody knows. Like, why is it's danny so like despondent like what is mm-hmm. absolutely going on and <laughs> sorsha knows it has something to do with a she's trying to get her to like open up and be like just tell us the events of what happened and so danny tells them all of all of the stuff and <laughs> whenever she's like she literally says like i think Zaph loves me, and she's like wailing and sobbing. <laughs> and Sorsha goes, "Oh no!" Like I know is like, not like, a oh, bad no? thing? Wait, what? No! Oh, is this supposed to be bad? Like I'm so confused. Yeah. And so trying to figure out, like, wh- well, why are you so depressed? And so whenever Sorsha's like lining up events, and she basically says, "She's like, so he told you he loved you, and you decided for some reason that he made it up." And Danny's like, mm-hmm. "Yeah." And um, <laughs> and whenever she was like, "Yeah," I told him we made a mistake. And Sorcha just like, "Sweet baby Jesus, give me strength." Danica Brown, I'm going to strangle you. I love. And this when Danny was, Danny's basically saying like, no, "No, no, no," it was just supposed to be like a fuck buddy. And like, I asked the goddess, and there were signs, and Sorsha just like, "You're supposed to pay attention whenever something resonates, basically, and you're supposed to take mm-hmm. a fucking hint." Hey, hint the title, little throw. I know. I, I love, love, that, little, but, I love um, that little. I love
1: that little. To the title that's awesome
0: yes but this is also a point of like self-realization for danny because she realizes she realizes that what was holding her back was that she didn't want to ever feel like lost and confused because emotional emotions are very scary things and mm-hmm. it's not a sure thing whenever you put your heart on the line that someone's not going to trample it and so basically she knew she was having all these feelings but it, she was in like defense mode so it's like before you break up with me I'm going to break up with you before you hurt me you know because that's yeah. always been my experience I'm gonna so it's not like she's not aware that she doesn't feel these things for Zephyr and after talking them out she realizes that of course she loves him like Mm -hmm. of course she's in love with him but it just takes you know other people to be like you know you need to take you need to take a leap of faith and you know your past whenever she talks about her past boyfriend mateo cheating on her and basically saying it was her fault because she was unavailable and whatever they're just like that's bullshit he wasn't right for you obviously like he's a dick mm-hmm. and you never told us this. And we could have told you this for years or whatever but now it's finally all coming together and she's like i need to make it right with Zephyr. and i love it because yeah this time it's Danny, it's the girl. It's the girl one exactly. that's doing her grand gesture. I love this. I love the reverse uh,
1: grand gesture. I just thought this was awesome. Yep. So we definitely tell them about see, it. Yeah. So we see Zafir has been moping for quite a while. And then, um, <laughs> jamal asks says hey why don't you come take a walk with me and he's like i don't want to take a walk or whatever And he's like just come with me you know he's like fine so he does and he's like where are we going what are we doing it's like nothing it's okay you know and jamal's just like not answering i love him. how
0: i love how the fear assumes he's like are you gonna propose to Kiran?" yeah and he's like well yeah. of course i'm gonna propose like to today, Kiran. like like on the rugby yeah. field he's
1: like no that's where they end up like, like
0: Yeah. He's like, Do you need ring advice? And he's like, No, yeah. if I need ring advice, I'm gonna ask Fatima. Like, obviously, she has better taste than yeah. you. Like, no, basically, he's just trying to get him out the right. house to go to the rugby field. So they
1: get to the rugby field, and I love that like the little kids on his rugby team are um, you know, like protecting like they all these decorate. flowers. They help yeah. decorate these flowers and they're protecting them from like, I don't know, hooligans who are gonna come and destroy them. And so then they take off, and then we see Danny, you know, walk up from like behind them or whatever and he freaks out he can't move and so she basically is like are you gonna come over here and he's like i can't you know and so she basically spills everything she says how sorry she is and um you know and that she loves him like basically screams it across the rugby field and he runs to her and everything so it's like this great big mushy grand gesture and it's and i love how thing.
0: he was like why are there red carnations places and <laughs> she was like you know they mean love and you know i've been reading your romance novels to get inspiration I to find, for I like know. you know I how love to that. show you how to show you that i love you and he was just like you don't need to do these things and she was like you know what you know um it's hard for me to talk about feelings because that's one of the big things that Danny doesn't want to talk mm-hmm. about her feelings. She's like, but I can get behind the showing you type of thing. Like I don't yeah. mind doing this. Like this is easier <laughs> than talking about it. So I just really loved it because I felt like it was very true to her character. It really, was. I really
1: cute. It. And I love how she learns that she doesn't mind doing those um mushy romantic things, you know, for him because it just right. makes
0: him happy. Right. You know? And that even like spills over into the epilogue, the epilogue as well. It Cause it's like one year later, she's yeah. always talked about how like anniversaries are just like, y- you know, too many relationships put in- so much importance on little bitty anniversaries. And like if your partner forgets them, it's just like, oh my God, they don't love you and stuff. And so right. that's one of the reasons why Danny does not really love anniversary type of things um, because she's a forgetful person and that doesn't mean that she does not not love Zafir but she does remember their one year anniversary and she's trying she's trying to keep him out their bedrooms because she's (laughs) doing something and hours later Zafir's like okay are you hiding a body in there like what is going on yeah she's like well you might as well come in here anyway and she writes him like a little letter and then she um, has they've all been autographed
1: she's gotten all of his books autographed
0: Right. Exactly. Friend. So she she wrote him a letter saying, you know, talking about anniversaries and, you know, I don't want you to get me a gift, but I wanted to give you a gift. Mm-hmm. So for the past eight months, she has been going behind his back, taking his favorite romance novels and going get them signed by the authors. OK. And so she has all a pile of books that are autographed now mm-hmm. and that's her one year anniversary present and she i just cute. thought that was so incredibly thoughtful <laughs> and i loved it such like a simple little gesture that she had just been working on behind the yeah. scenes and shows that danny is extremely thoughtful <laughs> you know and i'm just i love their relationship they're so it cute
1: it was the cutest I, it was really was. it was the greatest ending too
0: they're going on my list for 2020 book boyfriends and girl crushes. Yeah. So You know what we should you know do?
1: We should do a mini-sode on best couples. That's something we've never done. Couple goals. Couple goals. That could be the mini-sode. mini
0: Coming up, couple goals. Okay. <laughs> I already have another one I want to
1: add. <laughs> I won't it's like say we'll time wait. Time I'll...
0: to prepare. <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> we need to Google different. back on it's that.
0: Because I can like books and separate the hero and hero and be like, I really yeah. love the hero. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. They're but, definitely like, this
0: book, Like I really love both of them. So yeah, couple exactly. goals together, they yeah. are better, and I love okay. them. So
1: Minnesota coming soon to you guys.
0: All right. Um, so yet, before we sign off, it's showdown time. Showdown.
1: Well, that's easy for, for me. It was the grand gesture because it was the um I love the role reversal grand gesture. And I thought that Danny needed to do that after she broke his heart. <laughs> like I wanted I wanted something like that for Zaf, you know, so I just no. thought it was beautiful. And I love that she had to kind of like put herself out there a
0: little bit, you know, and it was great. I just loved it. I thought it was sweet. It was it was completely and totally sweet. So my showdown scene is actually all of the events that took place after she talked to her idol, her (laughs) idol Inez Holly. And I just really loved whenever she was having her epiphany about, you know, that's what I've been doing these past couple of weeks is finding a balance between, Mm -hmm. you know, my, my work life and spending time with people that I love and making time for them. And, uh, she, it's It's been going on in the background, but all of a sudden it's called attention. Like, now she realizes what she's been doing. And there's one line, and she says that Zaf is joy. Like, mm-hmm. everything yes. that she does with Zaf yes. brings her joy. Yes. And it literally just melted my heart because mm-hmm. I'm just like, he deserves for someone to think of him as his joy. <laughs> exactly. Like, I just loved it. I just freaking loved him. And her coming up to him after... In his excitement that, oh, my God, you met your idol. How did it go? Did you even talk to her? (laughs) Like, he's so excited. Like, he he – multiple occasions he said a ton of words that she's saying on this panel. They're going over my head. I don't understand everything, but, like, you can see the passion, the dedication. You can see her eyes light up. Like, you don't have to know everything. Thing about you know what interests Danny to be happy for her or support her or anything I just love everything that happens at this at this romance uh, not the romance panel everything that happens at this symposium just like solidifies that they have like the best relationship and I love that how it's the step forward for Danny being like yeah I want to make this a real thing like, yeah. this is no longer a fake thing like I don't want to be questioning like is he doing this because of you know we're supposed to be out in public pretending to be a couple. This is like, I want the real thing. And it's just like, I don't know. It just gave me all the feels. I'm just so excited. (laughs) Even though the next morning she walks it back, it doesn't matter. In that moment, in that moment, I was so proud of her. Yeah, I was so proud of her. And it just made me so excited.
1: I just, I picked the H.E.A. moment. I needed that. (laughs) (laughs) You know me. I
0: do know you. I do know you. Okay, guys. Well, we hope that you enjoyed today's episode. And we look forward to the next one where we'll be discussing The Prince of Broadway by Joanna Shoup. Thanks so much for listening. This goes out to all the fangirls. Life's better with a little H-E-A.